Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Well, there's no more time for dreams this morning, guys. Time to get up and get going. Welcome to the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose, and we're glad you're joining us on this Wednesday. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. Keep that number handy. Keep our text number handy as well. We're going to have a Mind Jam trivia for you here in just a second. Here's your thought of the day for Wednesday. Be careful what you water your dreams with. Water them with worry and fear. You'll produce weeds that choke the life out of them. Water them with optimism and solutions, and you will cultivate success. There's your encouragement for this morning. Uh, Mind Jam Trivia question, 434-248-0704. Let's get those brainwaves moving this morning. Uh, We want you to tell us today, what is the most popular meat worldwide? What is the most popular meat consumed worldwide, uh, making up 40% of all meat consumption. What do you think that is? Do you have a So like chicken fish, like it's not like, it's not like a pork tenderloin or something like that. No, it's like a, it's like a meat. It's, it's not a protein. So it wouldn't be like peanut butter or something like that. Although it is national peanut butter lovers day. I gotta, you know, keep that in mind for, um, see, I thought I knew the answer to this, but I did it's not. not cow because there's a whole the biggest country in the world doesn't eat cow true that is true um that's true well we're gonna have some guesses in here and we'll see we'll see what they come up i'm gonna go with fish but Mm. i'm not because i feel like that makes the most sense i thought it was uh, i'll go ahead and tell you right now it's not goat i thought it was goat because you know worldwide i thought i thought goat was the most consumed Meat, because Gordon Ramsay said it was. So okay, I thought it was. I'm leaning fish. So that I, that there's one there's one you can eliminate. It's not goat, because uh, I thought that's what it was, and I was wrong. Uh, on this day in history, in 1872, Yellowstone becomes the world's first national park. So I went to see my doctor yesterday. Uh, new doctor, my doctor retired. Doctor Latham's the new doctor. He has five kids, mm-hmm. full house. He's got photos in one of his, in, in the room that I was in. He loaded up those kids and his wife in a minivan and they drove to Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you are crazy. And he goes, that's what my wife said. And now she's addicted. And he said everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, you know, kids got sick, van broke down and still said it was great. I'm like, okay. Did she get her superwoman outfit before or after this trip? I don't know. That was pretty crazy. Uh, 1973, Pink Floyd releases their album, Dark Side of the Moon. It has since sold over 45 million copies. And then also on this day in history, in 1969, New York Yankees legend Mickey Mantle announces his retirement due to persistent knee injuries. Finishes an 18-season career with 536 home runs. So there you go. Uh, If it's your birthday today, you share it with some pretty famous people, including Roger Daltrey. He turned 79 years old today. Uh, 
They move around a lot when they sing. I mean, they it's like an aerobic workout watching them do their videos. Um, also having a birthday today is director Ron Howard. He turned 69 years old. Opie is 69 today. Wow. Didn't you, didn't you ever give anybody anything just for the pleasure of it? Just, you know, something you didn't want anything in return for. Sure. Just yesterday I gave my friend Jimmy something. Now that's fine. What'd you get him? A sock in the head. <laughs> I, I meant charity. I didn't charge him nothing. I meant something for the joy of giving. I enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. I love little Opie. He was my favorite. Uh, also having a birthday today is actress Catherine Bach. She turned 68 years old today. And of course, she was on everybody's wall in the 80s because she was Daisy from the Dukes of Hazard. Well? Well, it's awful pretty, Daisy, but I don't think it's hardly befitting the memory of the General Jackson. Uncle Jesse, I think if the General was here, he'd like it. <laughs> Only if he likes hot pants and pantyhose and high heels, because she was rocking it, no doubt about it. Uh, also having a birthday today is Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is spending his last year in his 20s. He is 29 years old today. La, 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 loving him for a long time now at this point. Uh, Singer-actor Harry Belafonte is celebrating his 96th birthday today. She's a hurricane in all kinds of weather. Jump in the line, rock your body on time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, rock your body on time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line. Fun. Uh, also, singer Mike Diabo of Manfred Band is having a birthday today. Come on without, come on within. You'll not see nothing like the mighty quit. He is 79 years old today. And then if you are a fan of the A-Team actor Dirk Finnick is having a birthday today. He is turning... 78 years old. That was the best TV for a lot of folks. Yeah. And then we have singer-musician John Carroll of Starland Vocal Band having a birthday today and turning 66 years Sky old. rockets in flight. There you go. Those are your birthdays for today. There were a lot of birthdays today. Some I even had to call out because on some days I would I would have included some of those celebrities because it's a slow birthday day. But today there were a lot of birthdays today. Uh, back to our Mind Jam trivia this morning. We want you to tell us what is the most consumed meat in the world? Getting lots of guesses. Uh, we have had. OK, uh, we've had chicken guests we've had pork guests we have had fish guests pork again another religion you can't eat pork there are yeah you're right there's a lot of you got to think about a religion like fish like muslims every, jew jewish yeah. they don't you're right they don't eat pork that's true. so it can't be that 
I that's why I'm saying fish because everyone can eat fish. That's true. That is very true. Uh, and then I will say at our house, it, we eat, we probably eat the most chicken. Is what chicken. we eat. Chicken or red? Yeah, chicken or beef. Because this is but this is worldwide. I'll bet you in America it's it is chicken. Would be my guess. I don't know. Uh, some of the headlines that we're following this morning. Uh, record-setting warm days in February for our entire listing area. Southside, Roanoke, Lynchburg. Uh, we had some record-setting uh, days uh, during the month of February. Uh, we've got more details coming out about that uh, Malaysia Solomon shooting. Uh, they're going to have a memorial for her uh, this afternoon, we'll, we'll give you the details on that as well. A uh, 26-year-old New York man has been arrested for soliciting a minor in our area. He is in custody, thank goodness. And then we've got a lot of catching up to do on some Democratic cities this morning. Uh, there is a lot to cover from Baltimore to Portland to, uh, to Chicago. Lots and lots of things to talk about this morning so we'll have all that coming up along with vince ellison at eight o'clock his documentary is dropped we'll talk a little bit about that and we always enjoy our conversations with him we'll be back on the morning jam on this virginia talk radio network station some truth with a side of common sense you want answers then you found the right choice we are the morning jam So that song is applicable to uh, Lori Lightfoot. She's going to be bye, bye, bye now in Chicago. We'll talk about that in just a second. In the meantime, I've got your answer to your um, Mind Jam trivia this morning. Yes, Daddy Pig. Then let's go. It's Peppa Pig. Do you, you like? I like Peppa Pig. Daddy, are we going to the post? Uh, we ask you a Mind Jam trivia question about the most popular meat worldwide. Um, with forty uh, percent of all meat consumption, the answer is pork. Wow, I'm shocked was, by that. I was very shocked by that. I had I had no idea. But bacon. That, uh, then you think bacon and. Well, I mean, because you we eat we eat pork in so many different ways. Yeah, um, I guess Sausage, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But despite the fact that a lot of people don't eat pork worldwide, um, according to the the uh, National Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, it is pork is the most eaten, followed by uh, chicken, then beef, then sheep and goat, which is lumped into one category. So, there you go. Wow, I didn't even make Gordon the list. Gordon Ramsay, get your, get your facts straight, dude. I didn't even make the list. I don't know. It, is, 
Is fish considered a meat? Or is it its own thing? Uh, or is like fish and sh- shellfish uh, like a completely different... Yeah, I don't know how that works. Maybe. But, okay. Yeah. That, you so should have told me that. It wasn't on the list when I guessed it because I would have guessed something else. You think I should have? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't I know what's say- going on with this show today because I played music when you're supposed to play the sound clip. But uh, Well, I think we know what's going on today. You got off to kind of a rough start. I did. This morning. We'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of a rough start this morning. But you did play Bye Bye Bye. You asked me to play it. and I, was I, like, I did. I asked you to have it pulled up for the show. I, I did do that. I, I jumped the gun. And I did that because um, happily, Chicago is going to be saying goodbye to Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She lost her reelection bid and critics are celebrating it. Uh, of course... Despite her claims, uh, Chicago has seen soaring crime rates, and that has just become the theme of her opponent's criticism, for sure. Homicides rose to their highest numbers in 25 years, even outpacing cities like New York City and Los Angeles. Throughout her uh, tenure, she's been blasted for poor relationships with law enforcement as the city's police department lost a significant number of officers in uh, recent years. She faced challenges from eight other candidates in the mayoral race and didn't even make the runoff. She, I mean, she finished... In third place. So that is a resounding for Lori in uh, Chicago. Uh, Chicago Public School CEO and Budget Director Paul Vallis will face off against Cook County Board of Commissions member Brandon Johnson in the April 4 runoff. And nobody surpassed the 50% threshold to win the election outright. So uh, after the mayor's defeat, critics wasted no time in expressing their pleasure on places like Twitter, uh, saying that with some new leadership, uh, hopefully they're going to be able to curb the city's crime wave. Um, it uh, Rep- <laughs> Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene wrote, Lori Lightfoot, crime doesn't pay. Well, there you go. Others were saying things like, maybe there's hope for my home city yet. Um a lot of people kind of kind of celebrating. Uh, Karen, here you lost. <laughs> wow, not nice. Just be glad that she's that she's gone. Uh, Megan Kelly wrote that Lightfoot's minority status was just not enough to uh, to save her poor performance there. Um, and and I think I think that's a good thing for Chicago that she is out of there because nothing good has happened since since she's been around for sure so yeah that's that's good for for chicago uh meanwhile in baltimore uh former baltimore city state's attorney marilyn mosby's trial for perjury and making false mortgage applications was delayed again after her entire defense team quit last month. Mosby pled not guilty to last year's charges, which alleged that she falsely claimed financial hardship during the COVID-19 pandemic to withdraw $90,000 from her retirement accounts, then used those funds to place down payments on not one, but two vacation properties in Florida. 
Despite the claim of financial hardship, prosecutors say Mosby received her full salary to the tune of $247,000, almost $248,000 in 2020, the same year she withdrew her retirement accounts. I don't know how you're going to be facing a hardship pulling down that kind of money, even if you are living in Baltimore. Prosecutors allege that Mosby lied on mortgage applications by failing to disclose unpaid federal taxes. Her former lead defense attorney, Scott Bolden, quit last month after a U.S. District Court judge, Lydia K. Grigsby, threatened to hold him into contempt of court. Bolden was scolded by the judge for accusing prosecutors of harboring racial tendencies, using profanity in an interview outside of the courthouse, and disclosing confidential responses from jurors in court filings. Mosby lost her re-election bid in the Democratic primary after she was charged in federal court. She had served two high-profile terms in the role, which included attempting to prosecute multiple officers in the 2015 uh, Freddie Gray case, Also, uh, she controversially directed her office to stop prosecuting what she called quality-of-life crimes, like drug possession and prostitution, at the start of the coronavirus pandemic, saying it just was necessary to reduce the chance of outbreaks in jails and prisons. The new public defender not really responding to, uh, to any comments. Jury selection in the case will begin in October trial will get underway in November. Uh, Mosby previously put in a request for venue change in the case. The judge said, nope. If convicted, she'll face up to five years in prison for perjury, up to 30 years for making false mortgage applications. Well, you've got somebody at this caliber doing that kind of thing. I think they're probably going to make an example out of her. Although I think a lot of people did. I mean, I know people who I was very disappointed to find were claiming financial hardship during uh, the pandemic. And they were fine. They were getting their paychecks. There was no hardship. They had to have their hours cut, nothing. And if they get busted for that, it's not going to go well. Pretty sure. Some of our uh, local headlines we were telling you about, um, a 26-year-old New York man has been charged in connection with soliciting a minor in Lynchburg. They arrested and charged a man. Um, They had responded to the 1500 block of Brookville Circle. On Friday at 9 p.m., LPD officers responded to the home of a juvenile female after illicit communications were found that transpired between an adult male from New York and the female. During the initial investigation, officers said they learned that the suspect was traveling from New York in an attempt to meet the juvenile with illicit intentions. LPD officers, with the help of the juvenile's parents, oh Lord, mom and daddy took that phone and found something, uh, took action to investigate the incident. Officers were able to locate and detain the suspect less than a mile from the child's home. The collaborative efforts in the case prevented the juvenile from being further victimized. The suspect, identified as Derek Lau of Lakeview, New York, taken to the Blue Ridge Regional Jail where he's being held without bond 
on the following charges, indecent liberties with a minor, soliciting child pornography, conspiracy to commit solicitation, a computer to solicit a minor, two counts of that. Lynchburg Police Department say they are encouraging parents and guardians, you better talk to your kids about online safety. And um, and you need to have, if you need to, to look at how to get those conversations started, um, there is an Internet Crimes Against Children task force program that you can uh, link to and you can get more details. We're going to put that up on our Facebook page. You need to have these conversations with your kids, with your grandkids, um, because they are preying on them online. You know, we were talking yesterday about the artificial intelligence and and all the things that that your kids could be opened up to online. Uh, but there are predators out there, and they are just waiting to prey on your children. You've got to be talking to your kids about these uncomfortable subjects, and they're not going to want to talk to you about it. They're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be like, oh, good gosh, mom, dad, whatever. You've got to have these conversations. It is vital to have them. So just make sure that that you're going to be uh, opening up that dialogue and having those conversations with your kids. Um, Again, if you are wanting to know how to get that conversation started, I have a link on our Facebook page where you can go and kind of get some ideas how to open up that line of conversation with your kiddos. Coming up, we've got your news headlines from WDBJ7. We'll take a look at your forecast on the way. You're listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Good morning. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, warm with a high near 70. Overnight lows at 54 tonight with rain developing. We'll keep some rain through the first part of our Thursday, clearing on out with a high of 74. Look for a low of 46 Thursday night. Another cold front moves in on Friday. That's going to keep rain chances around, along with daytime highs running in the low 60s, lows in the mid-40s. 44 now in Bedford, 43 in Lynchburg, 45 in Roanoke and Salem, 46 in Danville, 43 in Appomattox and in Amherst. I think uh, I think there's a lot of people who feel that way about especially mainstream media right now. Uh, you never know what to believe. I was talking to a, a parent yesterday whose child is uh, getting ready to go to college and is considering going into journalism. And uh, and I think they were concerned about it because of, of all the controversy around journalism uh, right now. And uh, he had even commented that he's read things that, you know, pretty soon all the, everything's going to be written by, you know, bots and there's not going to be any writers anymore. And, and I said, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And if stories like this continue... I think there's a very real possibility that, like your 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 main um, newspapers, even TV, are that's not where people are going to be going to look to get the truth anymore. Um, 
the New York Times is really, really taking a beating as the uh, legacy media is being called out for helping mislead America over the COVID lab leak theory now. And we, we said at the very beginning that this was probably going to come out in time. Uh, of course, Trump was beat up for calling it the China virus, talking about it being leaked uh, from a lab. They kept insisting it came out of the, um, the markets there, uh, passed by animals, that kind of thing was, was tossed out. The New York Times was just one of many media organizations in 2020 that pushed the narrative that the COVID lab leak theory was some wild conspiracy uh, being pushed by the far right and, you know, by racist people. Um, As the Times reported earlier this week, new intelligence has prompted the Energy Department to conclude that an accidental laboratory leak in China did most likely cause the coronavirus pandemic. Now, we have talked to people who worked in those labs who say that the accidental laboratory leak is bogus, that it was not an accident. But at least we're one step closer to the truth by them even admitting that it came out of the laboratory. Uh, The Times was referring to a bombshell report that the U.S. Energy Department believes the virus likely originated from a lab leak at the Wuhan Institute of Biology, a notion that the FBI director Christopher Wray has since confirmed, but uh, the liberal paper of record didn't always accept the possibility that COVID began in the lab. In 2020, the Times published a report headline, quote, Trump officials are said to press spies to link virus and Wuhan labs that suggested the former president wanted to manufacture a connection there. The report claimed administration officials have pushed American spy agencies to hunt for evidence to support an unsubstantiated theory that a government laboratory in Wuhan was the source of the virus. It also reported that analysts are concerned that the pressure from administration officials will distort assessments about the virus and that they could be used as a political weapon and an intensifying battle with China. Okay, but that's China doing the intensifying New York Times. The report was read aloud on MSNBC, prompting left-wing anchor Nicole Wallace to call the lab leak notion Trump's favorite conspiracy theory. Days later, another Times report headline, Pompeo ties coronavirus to China lab despite spy agencies' uncertainty cited senior American officials downplaying the lab leak theory. Days later, Times reported headline, Pompeo, um, among scientists and especially biologists, there's a large agreement that the chances that a lab accident sparked the outbreak are slim, while the probability that the new virus made the leap from animal to human in a non-lab setting in southern China is much higher. That's what That was their next report. And I, and I remember that one very well. Uh, Times reporter even compared Trump and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo supporting the lab leak theory to former George Bush claiming Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Another Times feature public story 
headlined eight questions from a disease detective on the pandemic's origin, suggesting anything against the popular narrative was a conspiracy theory. Ever since the outbreak erupted in central China, the global rumor mill has buzzed with speculation and conspiracy theories. Experts have ruled out the idea that the pathogen was concocted as a bioweapon. <laughs> they agree it began as a bat virus that probably evolved naturally in another mammal to become adept at infecting and killing humans. That's what the Times wrote. But here's the thing. Our, I mean, they're not responding for comment on this. They're not taking any, and I said this yesterday on the show, at least you used to get like a little retraction on the back page. They don't even do that anymore. 866-916-3776. If you want to comment on this or any of the subjects that we've been talking about this morning, I, um, I don't know. There is definitely a credibility crisis going on when it comes to the media. There is no doubt about that. A major issue going on with that. Uh, Prince Harry making some demands of uh, King Charles. You know, his coronation is going to be coming up in May. And apparently, Prince Harry is hoping for a sit-down and is demanding apologies from King Charles and Prince William before the coronation. Royal experts are calling that delusional. Sources claimed to the UK's Daily Mail that uh, Charles and heir Prince William have no intention of giving Harry the apology he is demanding from them before he makes any plans to travel to the UK. An insider described the situation as a toxic stalemate. They said, I don't think Prince William or King Charles will make any special arrangements to have a private discussion with Harry prior to the coronation because the word private has become increasingly debatable in the Sussex space because apparently, you know, he puts everything out in the public, obviously. Over the weekend, reports surfaced that Harry intends to add a new chapter to his memoir Spare for the paperback print edition. What might that consist of? Perhaps a controversial closed-door conversation with his brother and father prior to one of the most historic events this generation has seen? I don't think they're going to fall for that one. Uh, One royal insider said Harry is under the delusion that he is the only one owed an apology. William and his wife Kate Middleton are owed an apology. Meghan Markle and Harry have gone out of their way to try to tarnish the image of William and Catherine. Uh, the Sussexes were free. They found their freedom instead of using that to de- dedicate their lives to the service they promised. They have dedicated their lives to settling old scores. Uh, King Charles, which I still can't get used to that, and his uh, wife Camilla, Queen Consort, will be crowned May 6th. Yuck. I just can't. I cannot get you. I don't know that I'll ever get used to it. And apparently I'm not alone. I've talked to my some friends across the pond. Nobody in nobody in England is loving it, I can tell you. They're not do 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 loving it. They're not. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. 
Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Now, if this was going to be like a Big Mac recipe, this would, that would have been a perfect segue. I do have a, a recipe for a Big Mac bowl. Maybe I need to share that this week. Hmm. Maybe I will. But today's National Peanut Butter Lover's Day, so I had to do a recipe with peanut butter in it. This is one of my favorite ways to use uh, peanut butter. It's for a peanut butter chicken. Stop by FNL, pick yourself up some uh, boneless chicken breast. Thighs are, are better uh, for this recipe, I think. Um, but this is a delicious uh, peanut butter chicken recipe. It's great for making uh, stir fry. You can use rice or noodles with it. I think the noodles are a little bit better. You're going to start by whisking together your sauce ingredients. That's going to be made up of a half a cup of creamy peanut butter, three-fourths of a cup of chicken broth, three tablespoons of low-sodium soy sauce, three tablespoons of honey, three cloves of garlic, and two teaspoons of hot sauce. This is also just a great sauce to uh, use to dip grilled chicken in. I mean, just to use it that way. It's also delicious. Whisk that together. Then you're going to heat two tablespoons of peanut oil in a large skillet, adding your broccoli and carrots. Cook it for three to four minutes, stirring frequently, then adding your bell peppers. Remove those, set them aside. Cut your chicken of choice, either thighs or breast, into two-inch pieces. Put them in a large plate. Sprinkle with uh, some seasonings, you know, just your um, white pepper, salt, paprika, a little bit of cornstarch. And you're going to uh, use some tongs to coat them evenly. And then you're going to fry up the chicken in batches, leaving some room around the edges so they can get nice and crispy. Uh, flip and make sure everything is, is nice and crispy before you go to the next, uh, the next step. Use your uh, kitchen tongs to put your chicken uh, into the skillet after you've wiped the oil out. Whisk in the peanut sauce mixture, add that to the skillet, toss it to coat, and then put those vegetables in uh, either over top or you can mix them into the sauce. Uh, garnish it with some green onions and roughly chopped peanuts. If I'm using the noodles, I'll toss those noodles in there as well and let them absorb that sauce. Super delicious. And if you like kind of those Indian flavors, uh, those Asian flavors, you'll love this peanut butter chicken recipe. Check it out by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by Ethanol Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Good morning. You're listening to the Morning Jam. Happy Wednesday to you. Janet Rose here with uh, voice a little bit lower. I'm not going through puberty so much today. So yeah, I mean, I didn't it. need to bring a glass in to see if it would break. Yesterday, we had a shot. <laughs> it, was, it was a little, little squeaky yesterday, but... You know, better living through chemicals. That's my motto. Uh, going to phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. We've been talking about uh, the mainstream media and how they're being called out on some real misleading things that they did do during the coronavirus. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Mary. You know, uh, I talked to so many of my customers across the state of Virginia, and I, I agree with them. Uh, they just they just don't listen to the media because every time. You know, the media is just like a politician. You know that they're lying when their lips are moving. Exactly. That's why we play and, that song, because it's true. It's, it is, it's, 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 it's the truth now, because uh, there, there, is, there is no moral compass at all. They have no shame. They have no guilt. And you would be surprised. Uh, now, now, I know... You can't do it because this is your livelihood. You've got to stay plugged in and 
you have to filter all the nonsense. But you would be surprised if when you go to bed, you don't have all that junk in your head. Right. And, and you're, you're, you're just so much more at peace. And I think, I think that's why people are so wrapped up. They're so wound so tight uh, because, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're not trusting in God. They're not trusting in the Lord. Right. They're, you know, you know it's, it says Second uh, Corinthians 2.5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's right. And, and uh, you, can, you can just, it, it cuts like a knife when you can see people, even young, you know, young people, too, I don't want to get on that, but they're, 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 just, they're, they're just so anxiety-ridden, right. they're so nervous, they, they, they are, you know, you take a man, and you take, you take a person, and you take away hope, they've lost oh, yeah. everything. And uh, so, and, and know, I think I, we're I was, seeing that in some of these big cities, you know, where violence mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. running rampant. We were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, Lori Lightfoot's been kicked to the curb in Chicago um, because mm-hmm. of, of the increase. And a lot of that is because they feel helpless and hopeless. And we know yep. where that comes yep. from. And, and exactly. I'll, I'll tell you, Kevin, having to go through and sort through all of this stuff is very daunting. And I have to look at everything with a super critical eye and have to try to fit. My best training ground was not communications or journalism classes. My best training ground for weeding through all the mess that we have out in the mainstream mm-hmm. media today is being a parent. Because, you know, you always had your kids. They're always telling their side, this is how it happened. And you've got one kid telling what their side to paint them in the best light. And then you got your other kid telling their <clears> side, painting themselves in the best light. And then you had to try to get through and see what what truth was and hope that, yeah, you, you, th- that, that was right. revealed. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly and that's where we are. Well, you can't take anything at face value anymore. Well, not unless, you know, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, because third party filtration has their own biases and, and what have you. But I do, I do want to share this with you because I found it to be very interesting. Got a guy in my church. Uh, he works for Campbell County. I'm sorry, not Campbell County. Uh, Bedford County School System. All mm-hmm. right. So, uh, and everybody's heard about this, where uh, they they had at at Jefferson Forest, they had the Satanic Club gathering last On Saturday. Saturday, night. yeah. All right. right. Okay. So. Um, a friend of mine, he now he he was he was tapped to where they they said the principal said, okay, you're in charge of the entire night. You have to make sure that everything goes smooth as silk. If it goes south, it's on you. So he said, okay, fine. So he went out and he and he hired eight deputy sheriffs. Okay, and uh, they were there. And the, the the interesting thing about it was that there was there was a total of. 84 people. Now you gotta, I, I, was, I was thinking about this. There was 84 people there, but he said there was only four people that were from Lynchburg. Everybody else is outside of Lynchburg. They came in from Loudoun County. They came in from uh, West Virginia. They, uh-huh. they, they, they just came from out of state to come to this meeting. And, and uh, the viewing then, then of Fern had, Gully. Is that, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. there you go. Okay, right. And and uh so uh and then the, then they had the 
the the the, the churchgoers who were outside and they had their protesters, but but he kept he kept the two parties apart, and there there was no incidents. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was very uh, uh, you know amicable where they they came in they came in you know and said they have to pay fees for the the uh, the permits the, and the, yeah the, the permit and all that kind of jazz. So they came in, they did their thing, and and they left. But he was telling me that real short, he was talking to uh, a woman who was out of Richmond, and she was a transgender. She's a psychologist, and and um, you know, and, and she was she was a Satanist or Satan or whatever. So I said, well, that's fine. We'll just pray for her. We'll just pray for her and we'll pray for Rose out of Richmond uh-huh. that uh, you know she might be delivered someday. Right, and and, and, he, and he said that's all he did. He just he just had conversations with people. Right, and and, and which people uh, can't do anymore. You know. It seems like. But let let me comment on that for a minute, Kevin. So oh, you ahead, you had somebody who was there. They counted the yeah, number was, of people who were there. Uh, you uh-huh. said there was about four people actually from Lynchburg that supported this event. But if you read the the newspaper accounts, the local newspaper account of that, mm-hmm. the the what the way they shaded it was. They sold 125 tickets, which would lead you to believe that 125 people from Lynchburg bought tickets and supported that event. That's correct. That's the way they lied to you. That's yeah. right. And and uh, so, but you talk to the person who's actually got the true skinny on it. Right. And, and you get and the truth. Said, you get the truth. So there was four people from Lynchburg, all all. All the other eighty people, well, they're, they're from out of town, right? Of course, they're, not you know, not they, a big they, shock because this is what this this is what they do. This is what this organization right. does. Is right. especially they target places that have good news clubs and and uh, any type of religious uh, education at all. They target those schools. Kevin, we got another right. call. Thank you so much for calling this morning. Really appreciate it. And good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Who's this? Yeah, turn it on. Trucker there Allen, it I just want hey. to call in and appreciate. I just want to call in and give you appreciation for the stuff you do, talking about faith and everything. What What gets me is like one of my atheist friends yesterday attacked one of my uh, Christian friends, and he's like, "Wuhan, what up?" He's still holding on to the Titanic, and he's going willing to go down on his ship. With the Wuhan lab story. Oh, well, that, that, he's that, that it's not true? He's an atheist. Well, Janet, he's an atheist, and he believes in science. So if if this is true, the Wuhan lab, then his God, he's going to have to realize that, that they actually killed 7 million people in the world with that virus. And he don't want to... He don't want to come off as... I see a lot of people out there now are worshiping science and they're worshiping government. They worship Joe Biden. And some of them worship Trump. Yeah, there's, they just worship yeah. government and science and they, they can't rationale the things of God. And I just, I see so many people, they're just like they got scales on their eyes. They can't see anything and I'm trying to wake them up. And you're doing the same thing. You're trying to wake them up. I mean... It, it's just bizarre that these people are that naive, you know. But well, it, it's sad, is what it is, because they're they're going around, they're taking in all this information, and they don't have any hope. And I, I don't know how you 
it's no wonder we have the mental health crisis that we have in the world today. Because if you're trying to deal with all the crisis that's in the world today without that peace that surpasses all understanding, I don't know how you make it. I really don't. Alan, thank you for calling in this morning. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh huh. Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to be checking in with CBS News. We're going to be checking in with Bill Trefero from the Roanoke News Desk. And then Vince Ellison is going to be joining us. His new documentary is officially launching this week. And we'll talk about that next hour here on The Morning Jam. listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, warm with a high near 70. Overnight lows at 54 tonight with rain developing. We'll keep some rain through the first part of our Thursday. Clearing on out with a high of 74. Look for a low of 46 Thursday night. Another cold front moves in on Friday. That's going to keep rain chances around, along with daytime highs running in the low 60s, lows in the mid-40s. And currently this morning, 44 degrees in Lynchburg, 45 in Bedford, 46 in Roanoke and Salem, 48 in Danville, 44 in Amherst, 44 in Appomattox. The Morning Jam. Well, President Biden's running on empty. There's no doubt about that. You know, he has repeatedly said that, uh, calling it a fact, that there were 9,000 unused oil and gas permits that, you know, uh, that's that's just not, they're not being used. You know, they have these permits and they're just not utilizing them. Uh, now, the administration has quietly updated a federal database showing exactly how many unused oil and gas drilling permits it has approved, reducing that number by more than 2,000. The Bureau of Land Management revised the current number of approved applications for permits to drill, which oil and gas companies are required to file once they identify a deposit on a lease that can be tapped, down from the estimated 9,000 to less than 6,700. The BLM, a sub-agency of the Department of the Interior, blamed the revision on a Trump-era technical change that it hadn't properly accounted for. Okay. As of February 2023, companies have over 6,600 approved and unused drilling permits available on federal lands, uh, they said. This number has been updated to account for a discrepancy uh, resulting from a transition to a new database in mid-2020. The uh, change suggests that the President Biden and the administration officials had overstated the extent to which oil and gas companies have neglected producing unapproved permits amid the global energy crisis last year. Of course, that's the go-to. That's what you do. You just simply, um, you just simply blame Trump anytime you screw something up. Because, you know, that's what we do here. From Vince Everett Ellison, speaker and best-selling author of 25 Lies and the Iron Triangle, comes an explosive new documentary that reveals how American Christians have been led astray. Get ready for Will You Go to Hell for Me? The Democrat Party is the evilest institution in the history of the world. They are going to abort children up to the ninth month, 
castrate little boys and call them little girls, mutilate little girls and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers, and you don't think you're gonna be held responsible? Anybody in the Democratic Party that tells you any different, he's a liar, he's an apostate, he's an affront to God, and he should be rejected by any Christian walking on this earth. And he's inviting you to go to hell with him. Don't go with him. Don't go. Available on streaming and DVD February 25th. Pre-order now at willyougotohellforme.com. Well, we've had him on the show before. He is certainly one of our most favorite guests. Vince Ellison joining us this morning in studio. Good morning, sir. Hey, Joe. It's like, good to be I'm with texting you. you going, dude, did you forget about me? What is I, happening? You are unforgettable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to forget that's, about you. That's, such as it is. Such as it is. Uh, yeah, I was, I was busting him a little bit on the, on the way in. All my men are late this morning. I don't know what's going on. Uh, those of you who are not familiar uh, with Vince Ellison, and his work you need to become familiar with it a little bit about his background uh, project 21 member is he's the author of two groundbreaking books i first met him in an interview that i did uh, for the iron triangle which was absolutely amazing then he did 25 lies uh, vince was born on a cotton plantation in haywood county tennessee the land of my people tennessee and uh, your parents were sharecroppers, correct? Yes, they were. Yes. And um, and then, of course, your father, uh, after being a sharecropper, really came out and prospered. He did. As he, uh, insurance mm-hmm. in the insurance industry, right? He sure did. And bought us out of poverty. Yeah. Uh, seven siblings. I mean, that's that's not easy. It's not easy to raise, raise out of poverty, period. But with seven kids, um, I mean, that's that's quite uh, quite a story to tell and, and quite a, a background. Now, you received your degree from Memphis State University and you were a correctional officer at a maximum security prison in South Carolina. And then you worked with many black civic organizations in the nonprofit arena. And then that's kind of where you started really seeing what was going on, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it, it opened my eyes. Um, I just checked while you were talking. Um, 25 Lies is still number one on, wow. on, on Amazon now. That's how it's been selling and doing so well. So if you don't have it, please get it. Yeah. And, let, and let's talk just briefly about what 25 Lies is about in case they don't know. Yeah, 25 Lies is a book that I wrote. It's a handbook for conservatives to understand what the Democrat Party is doing. It talks about the Democrat Party's 25 most abductive and destructive damnable lies and how to refute them. And uh, it's been number one many times since it's, it came out last year. And um, it, it, it really just helps conservatives understand the Democrat Party and the things that they're doing. After I worked in the prison system, you know, I saw them locking up all these young black men in the 90s, the Biden-Clinton uh, crime bill. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was amazed. And so I uh, asked the black intelligentsia, I mean, I said, hey, guys, why are they locking up all these black men? And, of course, they said, it's just evil, rich, white, conservative, and Republicans. They hate black people. And so they're, and so they're targeting them. Oh, yeah. Right. So me being naive, believed it. Right. So I resigned my post, went down in the ghettos, and when I went down there, it was, it was interesting. You see a unicorn before you saw a rich, white Republican down in those ghettos. Uh- <laughs> They're, they're just nowhere around. Yeah. What I saw was these three entities that I call the Iron Triangle making money off the, off the chaos, the black preacher, the black politician, the black civic organizer. Mm. 
And that's why I wrote my first book about the Iron Triangle. And it segued into this. Um, so I, now I have the documentary called um, Will You Go to Hell For Me? Right. You can go to uh, willyougotohellforme.com and look at the trailer. Uh, I was on Tucker Carlson last week. I should be on Sean Hannity tonight if everything goes as planned, talking about this documentary also. But it asked the question. You know, started out with this, this little trip me and my daughter was going on, and this lady going to this abortion rally, seeing that my daughter was black, just thought she was a Democrat, and asked her to come right, with her. Right, just make that assumption. Yeah, and my daughter said, uh, I can't go with you. I'm a Christian. I vote my values. Right. And uh, I was so pleased with her that she stood up to this lady, and she was very respectful. But I asked the question, why don't more Christians just say that? Right. I'm a Christian. Right. I vote my values. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the Democrat Party— and you acknowledge that this is a party that supports castrating little boys and calling them little girls. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe Biden said he wants to pass a transgender bill. Right. And he supported transgender youth yeah. getting transgender operations. Children. Children making, making those decisions. Making those decisions. They can't make the decision to, to drink. They can't make the decision uh, for, for a, a number of things. But they can make the decision to completely mutilate their bodies. Yes. And, and and make that decision without the input of the parent. And he wants federal government to pay for it. Right. So, well, we're paying for abortion. Yeah, there it is. So, we can, so he supports castrating little boys, calling them little girls, giving devil mastectomies to little girls and calling them little boys. And we have Christians voting for this party. Right. We have a party about a month ago that voted against the bill that if a child survived an abortion, right. that the doctor was mandated to assist that child. Which seems like a no-brainer. They voted against it. And yet we have Christians voting for this party. And that happened in Virginia, folks. Yeah. I mean, that's that, those are your representatives in Virginia. Go and look at the voting record and see who it is. And you know who it is. Yes. You know who's doing it. This it's, party could not sustain itself without Christian votes. It's impossible for it to black and Christian, white Christians vote Well, at least it. not uh, from people who call themselves a Christian. People that call themselves Christian. But your exactly. fruits are not bearing that out. Exactly. And and we see that. I mean, you've got you've got politicians up there. Uh, there there used to be, you know, the Catholics. You you could count on the Catholics to really stand their ground right. on certain things, mm-hmm. and and abortion was one of them. Yes. And now you've got people who claim that they're Catholic, like. Pelosi and and uh, I think Biden mm-hmm. considers himself a cat and and they and they vote for all that. How? That's the question. How can how can that be? And this is why I wrote this documentary because it's saying it can't be. Right. You are, you're going to send your soul to hell for this party because Romans fourteen and twelve said you will stand before God and be held accountable for everything that you do. And if you don't believe me, I want the audience to go to Romans one and read it all the way through to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It lists all of these things that are just terrible sodomites and and fornication and liars and everything that this that the Romans one talks about and says is evil. The Democratic Party subsidizes. Yeah. And at the end of it, it says it's not with just your the people, money. Yes, it's not just the people that do these things; it's the people that encourage it. Right. It says they're worthy of death. It lists all of these things, mm-hmm. and nevertheless, Christians vote for the party that subsidizes these things. Will you go to hell for me? Is pulling the coat of every Christian and says, if you don't know that the Democrat Party supports these things, I'm giving you the proof that it does. Now you have a decision you have to make, whether you're going to go to hell for these people or whether or not you're going to turn away for them and say, I'm going to vote my values. Right. I stand with Jesus Christ. I stand with God. 
This is a party that is voting to allow grown, demented men to go to the bathroom with little girls. Right. Now, I'm telling you, let me catch one trying to go to the bathroom with my daughter. Yeah. And you're going to see where Vince Ellison's tolerance ends. Right, exactly. We're going to come back and we're going to be talking about how, um, you know, the Democratic Party is just trying to completely change the narrative. And they've been successful uh, in, in kind of normalizing what, as a Christian, should be called sin. We'll talk about that and we'll talk about some of the, uh, the pushback Vince gets for taking his stand when we return. Jam. The Morning Jam. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam. This morning on The Morning Jam, we're having a conversation with uh, Vince Ellison. His new documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me, has officially been released. It's available on DVD and streaming. Uh, if you have a question for Vince you'd like for me to ask, you can uh, text me at 434-248-0704, and we'll be happy to, uh, to ask it. Vince, we were, we were talking about... Um, voting your values and and how uh, the values of the democratic party uh at this point are undeniably so far away from any christian christian values even though they have tried with success to change the narrative on the murdering of the unborn you know they no longer refer to it as abortion anymore you never hear them say the word abortion uh, they use women's health mm-hmm. choices and reproductive choices and things like that. Um, and, and they do that to kind of whitewash um, the sin, well, which the, is impossible to well, do. Well, Janet, I've come to the conclusion these are just evil people. I mean, they know what they're doing. You can go down into the inner cities and you can go to abortion clinics. And you can go to the failing schools. And what do they do? They say full speed ahead. They run for re-election because they're proud of what they've done. All right. They march on their success. What is their success? Five times more black men in prison than the civil rights movement. Family destroyed. Black economy destroyed. The black church is apostate now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black preachers are, is, is, is laughed at. Most of you got some good ones out there, a few, just a few, but very, very few. They've destroyed everything that they've touched, but it's been successful because they get elected. And it's an old communist game where you demoralize the people. You beat them down. They have to depend on you, and you become their master. It's like Darth Vader on Star Wars and I must obey my master. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to them about it, you can show them any piece of information available. The Bible, the Constitution, it does not matter. They will obey their master, and their master is the Democrat Party. And all of these shyster, strutting, no good, lying black politicians and black preachers and civil rights organizations, they will not confront me. They will not debate me. I dare them to. Mm-hmm. I'll be like Samson, I'll take a jawbone up at ass, and I'll beat them down to the white meat. They know it. They are liars. They are hypocrites. The Democratic Party is an evilest institution in the history of the world. It is oh. controlled by a cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. And you know them by their fruit. The black community is at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in America. Everyone. And they're proud of it. And their goal is to take all of America and put it under their heel and make it just like the old Soviet Union. 
and ill-educated, poor, demented, beat-down population with them on top and everybody else on the bottom like the Old South was for 200 years. That was their Shangri-La. And a, a Democrat Party heaven is an American hell, and it always has been. Wow. And, and you know, it just makes you wonder why. Why would they want America to be that, like that? I, I, I don't understand. Power. The same reason why the Soviet Union wants that people. The same way uh, Xi Jinping, is, uh, uh, he's, he's enslaved his whole population in China. If you look at the real history of the Democrat Party, it's not just black against white. It is upper class uh, um, uh, a group, uh, upper, a group of upper class whites against poor blacks and poor whites. And they made us fight each other. It's that old slave master class. I'm old enough to remember the South mm-hmm. when they didn't want people to get educated, black or white people. Right. They didn't want them educated. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm from the, the Appalachian region. Yeah, you know and, what I'm talking yeah, about. I they did exactly. not want them educated. Why? Because they were on top. And yeah. they wanted us fighting. They wanted us hating one another. They want to separate the children of God. Because if we ever come together, they're done. Right. And they know it. So it's just like this whole thing about the Dilbert comic strip thing. The guy reads this, 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 this poll that says 47% of black people think that it's not good to be white. Well, they start canceling him. Now, I might not agree with his contention that all black, white people should stay away from black people. He has a right to say that, but there's a larger story here. How is half of the black population, who taught them to hate white America? Yeah. Where is that coming from? This is not a Christian way of thinking. Right. And why haven't you canceled Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Cardi B, her and Offset got a sandwich now at McDonald's. Right, right. Who's been saying and the inter- N-word? interviewing the President Biden. President Biden. Yeah. <laughs> who's been saying the N-word, the W-word, right. the B-word for the last 30, 40 years. Right. Call them, and they go to the White House, they hang out with these people. They're elevated. Right. But the but the white guy that says, man, I'm hearing that 50% of black people hate me. Not that I hate them. They hate me. And now we're being now we're teaching our children that you've got white privilege and and you're automatically racist because of the color of your skin. And we're teaching that in the schools. Let me make this perfectly clear. It is a privilege to be white. It is a privilege to be black. It is a privilege, it is a to, privilege be an American. to be an American. Right. And it is a privilege to be a child of God and heir of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If I, I am a Christian, I cannot be oppressed. Right. I am a Christian. I cannot be a victim. Ask anybody out there, I want your listeners to ask everybody out there black that says they're oppressed. Are you a Christian? I am. Then how can you be oppressed if you're there in Jesus Christ? Because you've Take always got Take as much hope. time as you need. Right. So when, and I said I was going to mention this, I want to know how much hate mail do you get? And, and I suspect not many people confront you face to face. No, they don't. Of course not. You might, you might get a smidgen. But, it's gotten to a point where who can argue with a statement that if you're an heir of Jesus Christ, how can you be a victim? Right. That it's a privilege to be black. How can you say it's not? It's a privilege to be white. Right. Our job is to elevate each other, not try to bring white people down, but to bring ourselves up. Yeah. I yeah, but now we live in a world of equity. Yeah. You know, and equity, that word absolutely drives me insane. It's ridiculous. Equality, yes, absolutely. Right. Equity, when you have to drag somebody down, in order to elevate yourself, that's that goes uh, directly against a, a Christian narrative. And that is exactly who the Democratic Party is. They are insane. They look. There's no moral equivalency between us and them any longer. They will. They will tell you that a man can have a baby. Right. 
They will look and, at you in your face and, and tell we'll, you something and that's And will dare you to say otherwise. Yes. This is them. And you have Christian men and women voting for this party. And this is why I, 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 I produced this documentary. I am trying to pull the coat of Christian America and telling them, this is what this party stands for. You might not know it. You may not have known it. Right. You know it now. Right. What you're going to do because you have to choose. No man can have two masters. You must love one and hate the other. Right now, there are too many people that have chosen the Democrat Party as their master, and they are suffering for it. Go into the inner cities. You'll see the suffering. Go into the ghettos. You'll see the suffering. Go to these women who took their advice and became sexual objects. Right. And now they have four or five children with four or five different daddies and don't know man want them, and they're living in poverty. The yeah. average wealth, amount of wealth, for a black woman in America now is zero. Mm. Zero. We are at the bottom. Before, between 1940 and 1960, the black community cut the poverty rate from 80% to 35% with no help from the government. The greatest reduction in poverty in the history of the world. And then the Civil Rights Movement came. And Martin Luther King Jr. and all of that tell them they were oppressed. Question from a listener. Says the black community has been at 12% since as far back as 1900. Does Vince have any insight as to why they are the only segment not to expand in the U.S.? I've always been told it was the Democratic policy uh, of abortion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that I, was Margaret Sanger's Right, right. I talk, about this, I talk about this in, in, in my documentary, and uh-huh. that's a surprising um, fact that uh, the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award was Martin Luther King Jr. in yeah. 1966. Which I did and, not know until we had that conversation. Yes, and that was because he helped her set up the Negro Project and put the abortion clinics in the black community. He has that monument for this reason. He has this monument because he commandeered bringing millions of black votes to the Democrat Party and, and helping street, them take over. His street, there's a street name in just about every Everywhere. city in, in this and country. And it's all based on propaganda and a lie. And here's the thing, folks, and because we're, we're running out of time with Vince today. Uh, go and check out willyougotohellforme.com. And, and watch this. If you haven't read The Iron Triangle, you need to read it. If you haven't read 25 Lies, you need to read it so you can articulate this not only to your friends and your family, but also to your church. White churches, black churches, it doesn't matter. The truth is the truth in God's word, and it always is. And the white churches are just as bad as the black churches now. Yeah. We were yeah. doing a, uh, a a life rally, a pro-life rally, and we were turned down by four churches ooh, ooh, ooh. in Bedford County wow. because they didn't want to offend people oh, in their congregation. Didn't want to offend. You better start offending. Mm. You better start offending. Uh, will you go to hell for me? Uh, it's Vince Allison joining us this morning on uh, on the Morning Jam. Um, you go to will you go to hell for me? Dot com and then they can get your books on Amazon, right? Exactly. Then right. Thank you so much, y'all. Let's join the revolution. Together they cannot defeat us. We must help each other. Us Christians must understand what these people are doing. This is a demonic movement and it's and it's made its head in the Democrat Party. And if Satan walks this earth, right. he lays his head at the DNC. Thanks, Vince. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Increasing clouds today, warm with a high near 70. Overnight lows at 54 tonight with rain developing. We'll keep some rain through the first part of our Thursday, clearing on out with a high of 74. Look for a low of 46 Thursday night. Another cold front moves in on Friday. That's going to keep rain chances around, along with daytime highs running in the low 60s, lows in the mid-40s. 
Currently in Amherst, 45 degrees, 46 in Appomattox, 46 in Roanoke and Salem, 49 in Danville, 46 in Bedford, and in Lynchburg. Well, February brought us some unseasonably warm days. We set some records for Lynchburg, Roanoke, and Danville. And uh, each city established a new record for the highest average monthly temperature for February. Multiple days exceeded exceeded 70 degrees and pushed the uh, temperature to the number one rank. Uh, Lynchburg's weather records date back to 1893, Roanoke 1912, and Danville 1916. And then elsewhere in Virginia, Richmond observed its third warmest February. So there you go. It was so nice yesterday that I, um, I took the dogs out for a run and that those were some happy dogs they were frolicking like it was and the horses as i was driving by the horses they were in the fields kicking up their heels uh you know really enjoying that that spring-like weather it was uh it was a good day looks like we've got another nice one in store hopefully for today uh new information coming out on that just sad story of a 12 year old girl that was shot dead inside a home on Monroe Street last Friday. Uh, Lynchburg Police Department responded to 1403 Monroe Street for a report of a 12-year-old girl who had been shot. Uh, Warrants have revealed that officers who arrived at the scene found the child lying on the floor in the kitchen of the home being held by her mother. Uh, She had a gunshot wound to the stomach area. The mother of the girl also stated to police that the incident happened inside the home. A shell casing was found lying on the floor close to the girl, and a gun was found in an adjoining space off the kitchen. Warrant said another gun was found in the living room, but did not appear to be missing any rounds from the magazine. According to Warrants, the girl died shortly after the incident at Lynchburg General, and a search of the home was requested to seize the firearms and any other possible evidence. According to the search warrant list, the following was recovered from the home. A gun box, a pistol, extended magazine, cartridge of ammunition, a gun box with two magazines, holsters, cartridge casing, uh, another pistol, magazine, tie-dye bag, black Adidas bag, box of ammunition, two cartridges of ammunition, and then another cartridge of ammunition. The um, 12-year-old his name is Malaysia Solomon, and all that police are saying is her shooting was not self-inflicted. They aren't saying who did the shooting. Um, one community, one voice also confirmed they're going to be holding a vigil uh, for this child and in support of the family this evening at 530, and that's going to be at Dunbar Middle School, uh, a beautiful young girl who is gone far too soon and um it's just it's just a very sad thing we need to make sure that our children do not have access to guns like this Uh, i'm assuming this was an accidental shooting i pray that it that it was uh not that that makes it any easier for the family and this loss but i do think it would be harder if it was if it was intentional i'm going to assume until we know otherwise that that's what it is but our thoughts and prayers are certainly going out to that family uh, a note on uh, traffic alert a gas leak has closed the intersection of memorial and oakley avenue 
and uh, crews are trying to fix a water main break there. Uh, The Lynchburg Department of Emergency Services said drivers need to find an alternative route this morning. And uh, the intersection of Memorial Avenue and Oakley will be blocked until further notice due to a, a gas leak. And it happened while crews were working on a water main break. They say crews were digging, hit the unmarked gas line, causing the leak. And uh, currently, crews are responding to the water break. Motors should expect major delays and use caution while traveling through that work zone. Uh, Be alert to changing traffic patterns. If you can avoid that area, that's probably going to be the best thing for you to do is just to avoid that area at Memorial Avenue and Oakley Avenue and probably try to get to work other ways. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Who's this? Hey, this is Todd over at FNL. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, they, you know, my regular route got changed this morning. They yes, have it did. A mess. <laughs> yeah, they've got a mess right there at Oakley Memorial right now. So, uh, but we are open and everything's good. But if anyone's coming through there, plan on going around that little intersection. You're going to have to go. They're going to have to come up the back way. That's how I come anyway. They, yeah, they yep. can they Just can scoot around. Yeah, scoot up right. Uh, what is that? What's that road that goes right up beside you? Uh, um, shoot. Uh, Allegheny. Yeah, Allegheny. Allegheny. There. Yeah, you yep. can you can come up so. the back and and come up Allegheny and and uh, hit F and L uh, on the side right. there. So. Yep. yep. You got but, any uh, uh, good they've specials? Got police, they've us? got police there, and they're, they're working the, the corner. So. Very good. Very good. Well, that, uh, that's not a welcome news for your business, that's for sure. <laughs> no, nah, but it's okay. You know, we have to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Thanks so much for, right. for calling in and checking in with us this morning. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. I, I am. I'm, I'm, uh, my voice is uh, almost like a real person today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Uh, The city council has terminated a 30-year budget surplus agreement with uh, city schools. They voted Tuesday night to terminate uh, the agreement between them and the Lynchburg City Schools. Uh, The superintendent of operations and strategic planning said the school system would not spend all of its budget every fiscal year. And they said they did this so the school system would receive a budget surplus to use a one-time expenditure to provide school maintenance or buy buses or new equipment. The deputy superintendent said this actually helps the city of Lynchburg because it allows the school system to fix its problems instead of having the city do it. It's a gentleman's agreement from 1993 that allows the school division to utilize the funds in ways that makes impactful investments for the student. And the idea doesn't make sense to spend as much money as we have and to have money left over at the end of the year and reinvesting it in the school division, uh, I think, was the original idea behind it. And uh, during the city council meeting, uh, Dr. James Coleman, school board chairman, said the entire board would like to see the agreement be modified or kept as as is. After the pitch, Vice Mayor Chris Feraldi announced uh, he was behind getting rid of the agreement, uh, and it looks like uh, that has uh, uh, that was adopted. Uh, Councilman Huggelson made the motion to adopt Option One, which would terminate the '93 lease, and uh, Huggelson said the excess funds should come back to the city. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that all shakes out there. Uh, we've got a caller on the line. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi, who's this? It's Judy. 
Jill. Hi, Janet. How are you? Good, Jill. Listen, have you noticed a pattern that's been coming over for several years now? I mean, longer than that. The smartest people in the room who have to watch over you because you're not smart enough to handle life yourself, <laughs> when they're caught dead to rights in something, they don't recall, they don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Janet Yellen, she had one job, and oh, well, we don't think. When, when, you, when you start seeing this pattern, and all of a sudden it's totally okay. Oh, well, we didn't know that was doing it. We're going to change that. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> the very same people. You know, where is the Me Too movement when all these women, when child sex trafficking, when, when people uh, come against their, you know, their, their, their people with um, all kinds of, of, of reports of rape and attack and, and, and that what's causing all this problems, they look the other way. Where are they? They're only there. I've always said the, the National Organization for Women ought to be renamed. It should be the National Organization for Women Who Think Like Us. Right. Right. It's, because... It's totally... And, and it, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're so, completely supportive of a woman's choice unless her choice is to stay home and raise her children or, uh, you know, something other than... Uh, or, or to keep their baby or... Yeah, as long as you fall in line, yeah, they're very supportive of you. And then they talk about the Christians and the conservatives who demand you that we make people think like us, which I always encourage people, stop listening to people who say, don't listen to anybody else. Right. Check it out. The truth can hold up on its own. But if you're going to do a Reader's Digest version, whether it's the gospel or the worldview... And, and you just want to read a digest, and you take one person, you say, I like that person, I'm going to believe everything they say. You're done, and you've got nobody to blame but yourself, and this is where we are in this country. We've got nobody to blame with us, and it ain't about the Republicans and Democrats, because <clears throat> there are a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. And, and so it's just, where are you? you? You can't put your faith in man. But I'm always amazed at how they can get away with going, well, you know, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that if we walk into a skiff and take cut off the tops of the security and saying top secret, that it's totally fine, or that I send it over a server that's mine so I won't get caught. And everybody goes, she's brilliant. You just kind of go, this is common sense. It's not so common anymore. So I'm asking people, think for yourself. Don't think what we think. Go do the research, and we've got no excuse with the Internet. For yeah. being ignorant on things or being surprised. Yeah, but you've got to be wise in discerning the information for sure. Jill, thanks for calling. I want to know how the National Organization of Women uh, can even exist because they can't even define what a woman is anymore. So I'm not really sure how that works. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be taking a look at uh, Portland. Um, counties near Portland aren't experiencing the same crime surge, but they're really having to work hard to make sure what happened in Portland doesn't happen to them. We'll have that when we return on The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam. Well, Portland used to be a funky, artsy crown jewel of the West Coast. Had a great food scene. It was a pretty cool town. 
It is now merely a, a hollowed out shell of what it used to be. Uh, businesses are fleeing, people leaving for greener pastures. Uh, overall, it's just pretty much a complete disaster. Public safety officials across Oregon have complained about rising crime in their communities, but according to police data, crime is spiking much more dra- dramatically in Portland than uh, the statewide average. Uh, they say each area has different challenges, but the metro area is absolutely a crime ridden. The Portland metro area is made of three counties, and uh, that encompasses most of Portland, as well as Washington and Clackamas counties, along with uh, Multnomah. The increases we're seeing uh, in Portland are not being seen by the neighbors, and they don't want that to happen. Uh, shocking gruesome at times headlines are just commonplace now in portland one man uh, struck a woman in the head with a rock just moments after leaving a mental health facility there a domestic violence suspect charged with murdering the mother of his children a week after a liberal bail fund helped secure his release from jail we've been following these stories for a while now um, surveillance video showing a woman pushing a toddler onto train tracks in Portland. Um, a, a 25-year-old man chewing off an elderly man's ear um, on a train platform. I mean, these are like the scenes from The Walking Dead in Portland. And they say what's happening is the decarceration, the elimination of bail, and now all these crazy people are just running around. And... They've got this anti-police culture there as well. Oregon State Police data shows overall crime leveling off in the counties, but the trend not happening in Portland city limits. They've seen another 9% increase in the past year. And they also set a new homicide record for the second year in a row. And if you say support the police, you're going to get the middle finger, said uh, one resident who's living in Portland. Uh, How are people suggesting that we address homicides, if not with police? They say that a lot of the problem can be attributed to the 2020 efforts to defund the police. Uh, That, according to the district attorney in Clackamas County, the number of police officers that the Portland Police Bureau has has just plummeted, which makes investigating crimes more than a little challenging. They currently include 801 sworn members, building back from a low of 773. The city ranked 48 out of 50 big cities for officers per capita last fall. And they say, you want to know why criminals are out doing this? Because they know even if somebody calls the police, they're not going to show up. That's according to an addiction counselor there. Cities that are softer on crime, of course the crime is going to go through the roof. That's how that works. I mean, it, it's chaos. And um, they say in, in the counties, they are doing things differently. They are prioritizing police funding. They are making arrests. They are prosecuting. And that's what's staving it off. So Portland is just turned into an absolute toilet because of some of the choices that they've made. Hopefully, they'll be able to to turn it around, but they are a far cry from where they used to be. That's for sure. Uh, Dictionary.com has added some new words 
to their dictionary, 313 new terms and 130 new definitions. Oh, I wonder if it's like the the definition for woman, probably. Uh, Terms like hellscape, rage farming, trauma dumping signify a time of great angst and uncertainty while deadass and petfluencer gain traction in pop culture. There you go. Uh, language is. It took this long to get dead ass, and I don't know if we're allowed to say that on air, but I guess so. On because uh, that was <laughs> a phrase like when I was in middle middle school. Well, do I, you know what that means? I, I it basically don't. means like, are you serious? Like, if I say something to you, it's like, I just did. I just kissed okay. Holly last week with your buds, and and, and they're like, like oh, dead you're ass, a, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. Like they're calling you out. Like, you yeah. didn't do, really know. I didn't know what it was. It's like Not BS. Something that's it's just, like BS. Okay. It's like calling someone out on the BS. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? Well, uh, when you're in middle school, you can't really say BS. So, you had to change you it somehow. You can say that. I guess so. Yeah, see, my kids would have gotten in trouble for either one of those. Uh, Some of the new terms that are added are not actually new at all. Hellscape, for example, has been uh, around like since the 1800s. So rage farming, didn't know what that was. The tactic of intentionally provoking political opponents, typically by posting inflammatory content on social media in order to elicit angry responses and thus uh, high engagement or widespread Exposure for the original poster. Okay. Um, Woke. Also added. (laughs) Great. How fun. Well, it may not feel like it now, but uh, in a very short period of time, it's going to be time to spring forward. I'm not excited. I don't mind telling you. Uh, Daylight savings time is going to begin Sunday, March the 12th. And uh, all the clocks will be set ahead an hour Losing that precious hour of slumber. Not happy about it at all. Washington state lawmakers approved legislation in 2019 that would have allowed the state to shift to permanent daylight savings time. And the U.S. Senate approved the national shift in November, the Sunshine Protection Act. But the measure needs further action uh, at the federal level. And it is a far, far cry from landing on the president's desk anytime soon. That means for now, the clocks are going to change yet again. And um, they say if you're if you're uh, really impacted by these uh, changes, and they say it can impact your physical and mental health. They said sleep in particular is your greatest ally in the fight to preserve our brain and our brain health. Just like a house or apartment that has built up too much waste or garbage. It's hard to uh, focus, hard to find things. Same thing with your brain. When you go to bed at night, your brain actually shrinks down. It squeezes into the empty space because it's now a little bit smaller at certain parts of the night while you're sleeping. And then fluid comes up from your spinal cord and washes the trash away. So you're basically defragging during your sleep. They say there are several things you can do to help your body adjust Uh, including exposure to daylight 10 minutes in the morning. Uh, The brain is like a clock. It notices that light, and it helps shut off melatonin, which helps your brain wake up. He recommends um, sleep medication shouldn't be your first line of defense. Sleep aids put the brain in a trance-like state, and that's different from effective deep sleep. 
It's also best to lay off melatonin supplements unless your physician is recommending them. Uh, 10 minutes in the morning helps you sleep better at night. Your brain has a countdown timer that needs to be set each day to fall asleep. You start that countdown by getting outside in the presence of natural light for 10 minutes within about an hour and a half of waking up. That's difficult for, for us to do. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, 90 minutes before bed. Take a warm shower. Uh, 90 minutes or two hours before you get into bed. This can help you fall asleep faster as well as get more restful and effective night's sleep. Power down smartly. 15 minutes of mindfulness, relaxation activities like stretching, listening to music, journaling, making a to-do list or a list of, of worries or reading a book. Uh, create sunset in your bedroom. Hydrate at the right time. Sleep in true darkness. I also recommend a weighted blanket. That has done more for my sleep than anything I have ever tried. Just just investing in a weighted blanket. I love it. It's like a warm hug. Hmm. If you missed our interview with Vince Ellison, that'll be up on SoundCloud in just a little bit. We'll have that for you. You can catch that in its entirety. We'll be back tomorrow for the Thursday edition. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.